This is Teja. Welcome back to one more new episode in Salesforce Cast podcast. And in case you don't know me, I'm the man behind Salesforce Cast. So at Salesforce Cast, what I try to do is I try to make episodes on all the concepts which are available in Salesforce, and I try to upload them to my website. And you'll find a huge number of videos on Salesforce development, integration, ARA components, Lightning Web components, Salesforce DX, and all that stuff. So in case you're interested in learning Salesforce, or in case if you want to ramp up your Salesforce skill. then probably you can subscribe to one of the plans which are available there and along with that i also try to run this podcast and i use this podcast as a medium to share all the information that i try to come up with and we also try to talk about information such as things that you need to consider before you go to um interviews or things that you need to consider before you take up your certification exams so on and so forth every now and then we also talk about things which are related to software programming and stuff like that so the next thing is i also have my own consulting firm where i help companies build salesforce apps and along with that i also undertake corporate trainings so this is pretty much about what i try to do in a nutshell okay so the topic of today's episode is we will be talking about the announcement that i made in the previous week or previous to previous week which is nothing but publishing or releasing a tool on which i have been working in fact this is not a tool as such it is basically a script that i built and the script is with me for the last one and a half years or so the main uh, purpose behind building the script is usually i try to make lot of videos and try to upload them onto my website and then in the videos i try to type lot of code and during that time i didn't want my viewers to sit idle fiddling their thumbs so there are two approaches that i can think of here one is i need to spend lot of time editing the video the other approach that i can think of is i wanted to come up with a script and what the script does is it is going to basically hold the information in the format of key value pairs or abbreviation and syntax and what i mean by that is let us say that i have the abbreviation as exclamation mark lb exclamation mark or dang lb of dang this is going to be the abbreviation and the snippet which is associated to this abbreviation is opening tag lightning button and let us say that there are two attributes which are associated with this uh, tag which is nothing but label and on click and then closing tag which is lightning button so instead of typing the whole thing in the video what i used to do is i used to make use of the script and i used to just give the abbreviation which is nothing but exclamation lb or uh, dang lb of dang and then that used to paste the whole tag which is nothing but lightning button along with the two attributes that we just discussed so that way i used to speed up a lot of things and i found this lot more helpful instead of trying to spend hours of time editing the video that i created so usually what happens is when people they try to check my episodes or videos they tend to get curious as to how was i able to get that text getting expanded and pasted there so very often they try to send me emails and messages asking how was i able to get that thing expanded and i used to reply back to them saying that it is basically a script which i built and which works in my local machine and i think i took one weekend to build the core of it when i say core which is nothing but trying to take or capture the every input that user gives and based on that querying the database fetching the matches and trying to copy that into the clipboard and trying to paste that back in the app that you are using in case if you are kind of interested in the backend mechanism this is how it is which is nothing but trying to capture each and every input that user gives and then trying to perform a search in the backend and in this case i am trying to use sqlite and uh, once after a match is found i am trying to uh, 
copy it back to the clipboard and from there i'm trying to paste it back into the app that i'm kind of using so this is basically the backend and since i took one weekend to build this core logic i thought it might take one more weekend for me to polish the app try to make a independent app and try to distribute it to users but looks like i was wrong looks like it took more than two weeks for me to do the polishing for the app and still it is not yet finished there are a few more things that are missing because i distributed this with a couple of uh, friends of mine and i asked them to test it i kind of collected their feedback and based on their feedback i'm trying to make some more changes and uh, looks like there is maybe one or two more weeks of work that is kind of pending so yeah very soon you can expect me to publish it and i wanted to make use of this podcast to share all the information that i have got about this tool because i've been getting a lot of uh, linkedin comments and messages asking me to talk something about how i kind of came up with this idea and how i kind of chosen the stack and how i kind of built it they were saying that it might be helpful to them so i thought of making use of uh, this episode to share that information so in case if you ask me how did i come up with this idea or how did i conceive this idea i would say everything started uh, two years back and i think i was having one I, i think i was having a problem with one of the google related services i think it was g suit which is basically nothing but gmail for smbs so i was having some sort of trouble accessing one of their uh, products which are related to g suit and i got in touch with their customer care team and i think i have chosen the chat medium to to get in touch with their customer care team and get my issue resolved so initially when i was trying to ask questions they were send, they were trying to send huge replies and they were not taking too much time to send that kind of replies so i thought they were trying to type really fast but soon the replies that they were trying to send were in multiple paragraphs and very soon i realized that a person cannot type so many paragraphs that to in 5 seconds 10 seconds and 15 seconds so that kind of got my attention so i thought maybe uh, they were having a google doc in front of them with all the expected or all the related answers so whenever a customer tries to ask something all they need to do is go back to the doc try to copy the reply and try to send it back in fact i should say it was very lame of me to think that is how things were working back at google so i did some research and that is when i came to know that there is something called kane responses which is nothing but you can have all the expected answers at one place and based on the questions that people try to ask you you can associate all these kane responses with some keyboard shortcuts so when a customer is trying to ask you a question all you need to do is you need to give a keyboard shortcut and this keyboard shortcut is going to fetch the right answer from the list of kane responses and all the agent does is he tries to send it back to you that is how i was trying to see whole bunch of multiple paragraphs of response from the customer care agent and that kind of got my attention once again so i thought how about having something like this in aura components because back in aura components things are lot more lengthy with your visual force pages in case if you want to invoke your apex method all you need to do is you need to make use of apex command button or command link try to make use of action attribute and try to give the name of the method name there but with aura components that's not the case you have to at least write 15 to 20 lines of code based on the scenario in case if you want to invoke the apex method within the controller you need to say component dot get c dot name of the apex method based on uh, sending the parameters we need to add one more statement which is action dot set parameters and followed by that we also need to define the callback function which gets executed once the apex method is executed and followed by that we need to make use of one more line which is dollar nq action and after that we need to pass in the 
parameter. And once again, within the callback function, we need to add some sort of post-processing logic. So basically, whenever you want to invoke a Apex method, which is a very basic operation to perform, we had to write somewhere between 15 to 20 lines of code. So I thought, how about trying to come up with a script or trying to come up with a program? And what it does is, just like how they were trying to fetch uh, the cane responses from the list of cane responses based on the keyboard shortcut, I thought if I am able to get the syntax just by giving a abbreviation that could save a lot of my time because back then when I was trying to make videos, I used to spend a lot of time editing the videos just to make sure that I save subscribers or viewers time. So I thought a program like this might help me and my viewers as well. So that is how the whole concept of building a tool like this came into picture. So now that I had the basic idea of the tool that I wanted to build, let me walk you through the options that I kind of explored when it comes to building this tool. So I zeroed down on two options. One option is trying to build a Chrome extension, which lies to the top right of your browser. And whenever user tries to give some abbreviation in the browser, because most of the times we'll be using developer console. When user tries to give the abbreviation, it kind of gets the complete snippet and paste it there. So that is one of the ideas that I kind of had. And the other option that I kind of explored is building a standalone app. Let me walk you through the bottlenecks that I kind of faced, or at least that I thought I'll be facing if I try to build a Chrome app versus the bottlenecks that I might come up with whenever I try to build a independent app. I did some research and I came to know that there are few extensions which are already existing and which does exactly the same thing that I kind of mentioned which is nothing but when you try to give a abbreviation, it tries to fetch the snippet and paste it there. But there are a lot of bottlenecks to this, which is nothing but at times these extensions were working, at times they were not working, consistency was the key. And I really didn't want to build something which is half-baked. And likewise, there are a few other limitations when it comes to building a Chrome extension. That is, you cannot have more than 5 MB of space or the data that you want to store within the extension. It cannot use more than 5 MB of the space. Even if you try to store hundreds of snippets and abbreviations, it is not going to hit that limit. However, I didn't want it to have that limitation as such. Coupled with that, the existing extensions, at times they were working, at times they were not working. And uh, the reason behind that behavior is because of the security rules that are in place when it comes to Chrome. And Google has got all the reasons to be uh, so strict when it comes to security that is because you might be using your browser to input your credit card related information and when a person who tries to build a extension like this might try to trick you and he might try to capture the inputs related to your credit card number your cvv and other stuff that you try to input so what google does is google will restrict you from building an extension like this so i thought even if i try to ignore the 5 mb limitation that i have got I cannot build an extension which works all the time. So I kind of scrapped this idea. In fact, I even started building a Chrome extension. I was done with 25 to 30% of the actual work. That is when I kind of uh, hit this bottleneck and I kind of scrapped the whole idea. And then I thought of building a independent app. Once again, I kind of came up with a couple of bottlenecks, which is if I wanted to build a Windows related app, then I had to build it using .NET related frameworks or I can uh, build it using Python. And in case if I want to build a Mac related standalone app, then I have to do it either by using Objective-C or Swift or anything and everything that falls into the bucket of building Mac apps. And in case if I wanted to build things or if I wanted to build a 
standalone app on linux then i had to once again make use of python so i didn't wanted to learn multiple things just for the sake of building this app on all the available platforms so that was once again a bottleneck for me and i started doing my research once again and finally i came across something called electron js so let me try to give you some sort of introduction about electron js so electron js is built by a person called cheng jiao and he kind of introduced or developed this framework when he was with github so the reason why github wanted to come up with a framework like this is github wanted to build a cross platform editor which can be used by developers to build all sorts of uh, software so they also wanted to build a software which is kind of cross platform so they don't have to build this software by using three or four different programming languages and that is why cheng came up with this framework called electron js so the beauty of electron js is you can build this software just by using your html and native js and you can export the output in various variants and what i mean by that is you can write the software in html js and css but you can export exe version of it you can export .dmg version of it you can also export other variants which are used by the linux users so that is the major advantage or beauty of electron js so the moment i came across with electron js i kind of understood or felt that this is the framework i was in search of to build the tool that i wanted to build because even i am at a situation where i wanted to build the software once and try to export it into multiple versions or variants and i was not interested in learning three to four different programming languages just to build .exe version of it .dmg version of it and other versions so electron js was a blessing in disguise and i wanted to quickly learn electron js because i wanted to build this tool so one weekend i went through the documentation i kind of understood how to build a a basic app i kind of understood how to make use of external libraries i kind of understood how to package it distribute it export it and that stuff so finally i got my feet wet with electron js and i kind of started working on the tool that i wanted to build and i kind of faced a roadblock that is with electron js we can invoke a piece of javascript code or we can invoke snippet of javascript code when user tries to perform an event it is nothing but when user tries to click on a button or when user tries to click on a link we can try to invoke a piece of js code but there is a bottleneck or problem with electron js which is we cannot invoke js code within electron js when user tries to key down something in the browser or when user tries to key down something in vs code we cannot invoke the js code in our standalone app that is kind of limitation and there is no standard modules which is provided by electron to take care of that so i did my research and i came across with two other external libraries one library is called iohook and the other library is called robotjs so what iohook does is it gives us or it globally invokes js code in our electron app when user tries to perform any of the events in other applications let us say user is trying to type something in skype application so based on a particular condition we can invoke the js code in our standalone app likewise if user is trying to type something or if user is trying to give the abbreviation in the developer console which is nothing but a chrome browser even there we can invoke the snippet in our standalone app so basically globally we can invoke the js code that is housed in our standalone application from any other application so what iohook does is iohook gives us that kind of flexibility and the next uh, framework that i was talking about which is nothing but robot js so what this does is if you remember in the beginning i was telling you that once after we get a basic snippet that we have to paste on the browser or for that matter any other editor we have to copy it back to the clipboard and we have to paste it there is a reason 
a technical reason behind following this approach so for me to paste it i need to perform something called control v or command v programmatically and for me to perform that i made use of something called robot js what this does is it is going to automate some stuff like pasting copying and that stuff for that purpose i kind of use something called robot js so for packaging and distribution i came across one more independent module called electron forge and what this npm module does is it is going to take care of all the heavy lifting that is involved in exporting a exe file .dmg file and other variants and just by invoking a particular command by passing in the appropriate parameters it is going to take care of all the technicalities and it is going to export the variants that we wanted and it is not that this is the only module that we can make use of in case if we want to export any of these variants there are four to five other npm modules that we can make use of but i somehow felt this is lot more stable and superior when compared to all the other modules which are kind of available as mentioned you can just try to play around in case if you are kind of interested and you can cherry pick your own choice and i should say that this is one such task which took almost 3 to 4 days for me because there was lot of dependency as in when you try to export a app you have to give the runtime version of all these libraries that we are kind of using for example i have just mentioned that i have used something called io hook so we have to mention the runtime version that we have to use or which will be included in the app or the final app that will be exporting so there is some sort of dependency between the version of io hook that can be used into your electron js and version of electron and version of electron forge and that stuff so it took me almost 3 to 4 days to just figure out that and finally i kind of understood that just because i kind of installed multiple versions of electron multiple versions of node because node js is used as the runtime environment i kind of messed up the whole thing it was basically a plain and straightforward thing but just because i had too many versions installed in my mac i kind of goofed up the whole thing and it took almost 3 to 4 days for me to figure out what the exact problem was and the solution that i kind of came up with was kind of funny because i tried creating a new app altogether and i kind of ran the npm script and i kind of copied the js files and html and css files and other associated files from the source folder and i kind of pasted them into the new project that we kind of created and i ran the commands which are associated with electron forge and it gave me the uh, exe file .dmg file another variant so it was as simple as that that is when i came to know that the main problem was with having multiple versions of the same software in my machine so as mentioned when it comes to packaging i kind of used electron forge and there are multiple other variations of it you can also go ahead and use them and the next thing is whenever we try to give the abbreviation and snippet whenever we try to retrieve it back there has to be a backend which is going to store all this information for that purpose i used something called escalate because it is simple small and for a tool like this it is it is going to serve the purpose so i kind of used escalate for this purpose and once again there was some sort of problem when i tried installing escalate just because of the different versions of node js escalate and other dependent libraries that i was trying to use so we kind of discussed about electron js we kind of discussed about packaging and publishing we also kind of discussed about the external libraries a bit and we discussed about the backend the next thing is frontend so basically the frontend is going to be html js and pure css you don't have to learn any of the other frameworks for this so it is going to be plain html and native javascript and css having said that if you want to go ahead and use some sort of utility based css framework like tailwind css and other css frameworks you can go ahead and use it and to put it simple the css library that i kind of used is photon.css which is nothing but a css file and it is going to have styles related to 
formatting your text boxes radio buttons buttons and search boxes and icons and other stuff so these are the factors based on which i zeroed down on electron js and we discussed about few things related to electron js and few things related to the front end and other stuff but don't you think this is really cool in terms of building a standalone app just by using html native javascript and native css if you remember that is why i was trying to say that electron js turned out to be a blessing in disguise and now let me walk you through some of the functionalities that i kind of incorporated or built into this particular tool so we have a form and using this form you can save abbreviations and also snippets which are associated with these abbreviations so the expectation is when user tries to give the abbreviation it is going to get the associated snippet and paste it back in that particular app and along with that i also kind of built a search functionality so user can go ahead and he can search for the abbreviation that he kind of gave in case if he forgets the abbreviation the next thing is there is a tabular structure that i'm kind of displaying and uh, you also have delete icon right beside every row so in case if you want to delete any abbreviation or any entry you can just click on the icon it is going to go ahead and delete that particular entry from the table and i also had some sort of validation in place just to make sure that you cannot give same abbreviation twice and what i mean by that is let us say that there is something called hash lb so you cannot have another entry with the abbreviation hash lb if there is already a entry into this database with the abbreviation hash lb so i sort of have this abbreviation in place and i also made sure that this is case sensitive and as a part of the core one thing which took most of the time is so it has to trigger whenever we give the abbreviation now not necessarily the user is going to come to a new line and is going to give the abbreviation for example there might be a sentence and he might point his mouse towards the middle of a word within that sentence and he can just say hash lb or dang lb dang and it should just get the snippet expand it and paste it there so that was the challenge for me or implementing that was kind of a challenge and that took most of the time which is nothing but the core of the software and if you remember for that i have used a couple of external libraries along with that i also leveraged the functionalities or features that come up with electron js so if you ask me what was the toughest part i would say building the core or trying to make sure that the text expansion or syntax expansion happens whenever user tries to give it at random places and not necessarily in a new line or not necessarily after pressing space uh, button or something of that sort so what i'm going to do is i'm going to break this into two halves and in the first half we kind of discussed about how did i come up with the idea and what are the options that i kind of explored and some introduction about electron js and all the technicalities which are associated with building this tool and we also kind of discussed about all the features that i have in place now and in the coming episode we'll be talking about all the features that i still have to build before i publish it and along with that we also will talk about enhancements that you can expect in the coming versions not in the version 1 but the enhancements that you can expect in the coming version and on top of it we'll try to talk something about security because we are trying to make use of web technologies to build the standalone app so something like xss and other vulnerabilities that we can expect in web technologies is something that we can expect in electron js as well so we'll try to talk a bit about security and we also will try to talk about pricing licensing and that stuff and finally we'll also try to talk about the limitation that is going to be a part of this app so that's all for this episode and i'll see you in the next one don't you know don't you know it is getting low it is
high, high.